This is an energy sport podcast. Insightful, in-depth and entertaining sports content from Napier to you. Hello and welcome to Broken Front Wings, the F1 podcast on energy sport. We are here with your traditional race preview. I'm Alistair Russell and I'm joined as ever by Matthew Henderson. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I'm very much looking forward to a nice long Sunday afternoon nap this weekend. It should be an utter snooze fest because we are indeed heading to the circuit Paul Ricard in France for the French Grand Prix. So the circuit Paul Ricard, traditionally not normally a race that will provide a lot of excitement, is it? We've not had a great experience in the two years that we've been back there. No, not really. I mean, it's just, I don't know what it is about it. It's just one of those circuits that's like been, it's just a bit dull. Um, Yeah, it's also very confusing if you look at it from the air. It's also got big red, um, red, white and blue runoff areas. And it doesn't really punish drivers. If they go wide, it's just like, oh, whoopsie-daisies, back on the circuit. It's not like you get wedged in a gravel trap or anything. And the amount of layouts that that circuit has, like, oh my god. It has, it um, has over a hundred possible different layouts. It's just mental. To that circuit. It is more of a, what, it's more of a test track, really, than it is yeah. a race track, unfortunately for us. But you never know. We cursed Spain out to high hell. We might get a decent race here, like yeah. we did in Spain when we cursed Maybe. That. Maybe. I think it's unlikely. Do we but, think... So, do you think... Do you think Mercedes are going to be good this weekend, or do you think they're going to have more struggles? I don't know. I would say that Mercedes, I think, have to bounce back. Really, they yeah. had an they had an absolute shocker in Baku. It was and Monaco and Monaco. Monaco was better. Bottas yeah. had some pace in Monaco. Baku, neither both cars finished, but not inside the points. Which is first the first time, time since that's like happened since the Japanese Grand Prix in 2012, I believe. Yeah, I suppose it's, yeah, I think it's like 2012. It's just nuts. Not so, I mean, it shows the success and consistency of this team. Yeah. But it was still a shocking race for them. And in many ways, they were saved by uh, Max Verstappen's tyre blowout, which cost him a certain race victory. And, yeah. And I think there's there's been a lot of fallout since then with Verstappen saying we know the results of the investigation before it even starts, saying they'll Pirelli will blame it on debris, but Pirelli haven't blamed it on debris. They're putting it down to how the tyres were run, which is an interesting thing. There's a raft of technical directives being issued to try and combat this, or try and combat what Pirelli sees an unfit way for the tyre to be run, which they say caused these failures. Now, it's slightly dangerous if a tyre manufacturer in Formula 1 can't produce a tyre that will stand up to the way the teams want to run it. And Pirelli have been taking a bit of a lambasting on social media over this. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. They blame Red Bull. And I think what Red Bull had been doing, and other teams as well, not just Red Bull, is they'd been taking... Obviously, the, the Pirelli issue recommended pressures and temperatures and stuff that the tyre should be run at, what the teams do, they want to run it run it as low as possible because that gives them more grip. But obviously the lower you run it, the more you break a puncture. And I think what happens is they took the tyres out of the blankets early, so they waited a little bit before the car went out on track. 
and essentially that lowers the tire pressure just a little bit. So when the tires are pumped up and put in, they're at legal pressure. But the time they actually get on to the racetrack, they're a bit lower. So I think that's what Red Bull have been doing and Pirelli are going on about. But they raised the tire pressures for Baku. Pirelli did for the rears, and yeah, I just feel like the, the tire shouldn't have just exploded like that because there was tires that were even more worn than Lance Stroll's and Max Verstappen's, but they were fine. So I never really thought it was debris. I thought it was going to be like poor construction of the tire and something like that. But it, I think that the the, the announcements left more questions than answers. Really, I think they did. I mean, we've heard a lot of drivers recently over the last few years complaining a lot about Pirelli tyres in general and the way that the tyres are made and the way that you have to look after them and operate them and not push on them. But the fact that they're going off going off and blowing up because they can't be run the way that the teams want to run them with their car, I think is a little bit ridiculous. I think yeah, if they're doing, if they're doing that on a track at like Baku, I very much look forward to seeing what Silverstone's going to be like. I think if the, if the uh, yeah, I very much look forward to going. These changes don't Silverstone work. If these changes because... don't work, we'll have a repeat of Silverstone twenty thirteen, and that is a nice. Oh, bring it on! Segue. Oh, bring it on! Silverstone have announced that fans are going to be inside the Grand Prix, and you are very much excited for that, are you not? Oh yes, um, I'm still kind of holding my breath, and you never know what the government are going to do, but yeah, I'm I've got confidence. Um, I mean, our, our tickets are refundable or transferable, so we'd probably either just get a refund and go to a different Grand Prix, or we'd just go next year. Um, we'd also have to make a decision. But yeah, no, I was reading articles and lockdown restrictions have been delayed by four weeks, but they've been delayed to the nineteenth, so versus the seventeenth and eighteenth of July. Well, the Saturday, that's a Saturday Sunday. Um, so because Silverstone's part of their test program for large events, they might let it go ahead. Um. And also you've got a, what three mile circuit, um, and although there's going to be hundred and forty thousand people there on the Sunday, they're spread out around that. So you might have clumps of twenty thousand people or whatever, um, but that's outside, and yeah, I I'm personally I'm feeling okay about going. I'm not worried about it, um, in terms of actually sitting with sitting close to other people. So yeah, it's going to be very good, and I am very excited. And of course, you'll have the you'll be able to see the new qualifying yes. format being trialled out there as Before well. my very eyes on the Saturday. Yes, well, that should be very exciting. I'm looking forward to yeah. that. And of course, we've got some other news have been announced today uh, in Formula One world. Mercedes have announced that due to COVID restrictions, that Roman Grosjean's test for in um in the twenty nineteen Mercedes which was due to happen at the circuit Paul Ricard has had to be postponed which is a shame. We'd all like to see Roman back in a Formula One car. Although he is doing sterling work in IndyCar. He's taking pole and a podium. He's been brilliant there. Oh yeah. And of course another Formula One refugee uh, in IndyCar is Marcus Ericsson who took his first victory in IndyCar at the weekend. So congratulations to him. And the other F1 refugees, a Haas refugee again, it's been announced that Kevin Magnussen will be standing in for Felix Rosenquist, who's not quite recovered from his crash in Detroit 
this weekend. You'll, Kevin Magnussen will be standing in, and Andy will be back in a McLaren as well. He will be driving for McLaren Arrow SP Motorsport. I think is the team name for McLaren. Arrow Ma- car. It's Arrow McLaren. You got it the wrong way around. <sighs> Arrow McLaren SP. It's just it's all words. <laughs> all <laughs> no. the IndyCar race. Have you ever seen the IndyCar? All yes. the sponsors. Yes. Mental. Yeah. What's what's so confusing? I'm a relatively new fan to IndyCar, and when you watch it, it's like, who the bloody hell is this team? Obviously, the American I've not heard of ninety nine point nine nine percent of them, but all the cars, each car is essentially different. They can change the liveries on, like every, every it's weekend. So color, it's, just, it's so colorful. Oh yeah, it's just mental. It's very American. That's what I like about it. It's very American. I love I love the um, the Townsend Bell and the comebacks and the commentary because you. The way Sky F one do it, they have, they just keep the feed going during the ad breaks. Mm-hmm. Whereas, the Americans, of course, switch to ad breaks every twenty five seconds. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. they come back from the ad breaks, and you get all the sponsorship details that the American commentators have to. It's brilliant. My favorite one is that they spend the first thirty five seconds coming back from an advert. You're watching the Chevy such and such. Brought yeah. to you by Honda and such and such <laughs> medical insurance. Yeah. Only pay for what you need. A flexible payments coming. You and I'm like, oh wow, this is just brilliant. <laughs> I I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's even better when you actually go to America. Oh, I've never um, been. I'd love to go to. Oh, the, 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 on the, the the adverts on the TV are brilliant. It's like you'll be watching something, and I watched the Formula One of America. I was over there. Um. October 2019 and I think there was a race on when when we were there and I remember watching it on ESPN and being exceedingly frustrated by the, the adverts just cutting out in the middle of a Formula 1 Grand Prix and obviously that's not natural so the comment when you, you, I think we cut back to Crofty mid-sentence it's just annoying but the adverts um, are brilliant especially the drug ones it'll be like look at how happy these people are after taking this drug this drug may not be for you please consult your doctor uh, this drug could cause this, 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 and death. Yeah. And it's just, it's just brilliant. <laughs> it's very I, American. I watched that, I can't remember what it was, but it was a documentary on YouTube, and it had been shown on the telly in America, and uh-huh. whoever had stuck it up on YouTube had forgot to take all the adverts out of it. And I genuinely <laughs> enjoyed watching all the adverts for more than... More yeah. than I watched, enjoyed watching the documentary. It was brilliant. Oh yeah, it's there brilliant. was some ridiculous stuff like the local car salesman's advert. <laughs> oh, they're brilliant. The they're sandwich brilliant. shop as well. I looked at the sandwiches they were touting in that advert. And no wonder Americans are obese. <laughs> yes. Oh, see when you actually go there. Oh my god! Like you, you'll you'll sit down. You have your your food, and you'll have like unlimited salads, unlimited bread baskets, unlimited everything. Oh, and, like, heaven! You you you'll sit you'll sit down. And you'll be like, okay, can I have a Diet Coke, please? You you drink it with your meal, and then you'll be like, okay, I'll have another one. Before you can even ask, like, you'll see them, and you'll be like, oh. And before you ask them, one's right in front of you, because they're already bringing it to you. They're like, okay, you drink that. And then you don't want another one, and then another one just appears. It's just, it's just constant. It's just, it's brilliant that until you get full. That is the type of service we need in pubs <laughs> up and down this country. Does it go to America? Another pride, but yes, there you go. <laughs> Start pouring it into people's mouths before they've even finished. Like, no, you're not drinking fast enough. I'll waterboard you with Guinness. 
I fear, I fear we may have gone on a different tangent <laughs> there. We were talking about IndyCar. So we were, so we went on a small, small tangent there. Uh, <laughs> other, other Formula One news. Let's let's keep it relevant. Formula One. Esteban Ocon has been announced with a new contract. Renault said that their new American PR company would be celebrating this by shoving champagne down his throat before he'd even finished his glass. No, Esteban Ocon has a new contract. It's been announced that he will be staying at Alpine until 2024. That's good stability for a young driver who certainly deserves to be on the grid, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he had a, a kind of a difficult start to Formula 1. He was in Formula 1 for the 2018 season, didn't get a seat for 2019, came back, not a great 2020. And, well, he I mean, scored a podium news. in 2020. I mean, yeah, he did, but but he was kind of nowhere like the rest of the season. But he was all right. He did he did decent enough against Ricardo. But um, yeah, I feel, I feel like Alpine have kind of just regressed over the and the in the in twenty twenty they looked to potentially be a real foreign aside for Racing Point and McLaren, and yeah, they they were for to an extent. But coming into twenty twenty one, we all expected them to just be amazing, and they mm-hmm. kind of just trundled around. Along in the middle of the midfield, and lucky if they get a point to finish, and it's just a bit. They have, well, hmm. You say lucky if you get a point to finish. Esteban Ocon has been consistently inside the points. Well, that's true. Oh, well, not. I was lucky if I get, they get a points finish, but they're kind of in and around. I don't know. They're just. They've just been a bit. In my mind, they've just been a bit. Hmm. The interesting thing that I think this brings up is. This was touted, the Alpine was touted as the place for another French driver on the grid who was, yes. who is still currently without a contract. And that is Mr. Pierre Gasly. Yeah, he I mean... on a podium you, last time out. You wonder how long Fernando Alonso will stay in F1 and... At least until I doubt the end just of next be... year, I think. I feel, I feel like he's come back for the new regulations and he'll do a year or two of the new regulations, but then... Where does that leave Pierre Gasly in the mid, like in the interim? He could stick around as test reserve driver for somebody. I um, think it would be an absolute crime if Pierre Gasly was out of this sport at the end of this season. That would be. I think it. I think it would. Ridiculous, but... based on the performances he's put in in that Alpha Tauri. Yeah, I think. I I don't think he's ever going to get back to Red Bull because I think Sergio Perez is here to stay. I mean, I'm. I hope I'm not jumping the gun a bit, but I think Sergio Perez is the best choice. Out of the current field of drivers, anyways. So, yeah, I, I, I don't really know where to go other than Alpha Tauri. Um, yeah, because every day, everywhere else would be competitive, so like Ferrari and McLaren, their drivers are locked in. And I feel like he might do all right in, in Aston Martin, but they're not. Lance Stroll, as long as dad owns the team, he's not going anywhere. Sebastian Vettel. I mean, you, not can't, going see, you can't see why Racing Point would want to get rid of Sebastian Vettel no. or Sebastian Vettel. No, you can't, can you? Aston no. Martin rather would want to get rid of Sebastian Vettel or when, why Vettel would want to leave considering the regulation changes next year. Yeah, and I feel like Gasly wouldn't really suit uh, Alfa Romeo or a Williams or a Haas. It's just, he certainly deserves yeah. better than those. Exactly. I feel, I feel like Yuki Tsunoda, he's, I don't know what kind of contract he's got. If he's going to be out of contract end of the season or not, but yeah, there's not really anywhere apart from Alpha Tauri for Pierre Gasly, and it's kind of a shame because he, there's nobody that's good enough, and everybody who would be good enough is too good, so mm. it's, it's a bit of a sticky situation. 
it is a rather sticky situation for Pierre Gasly. I certainly hope that he is retained, at the very least, by Alpha Tauri on the grid for next season then. So, come on, before we before we wrap up, who's going to win on Sunday? Oh, God. Um, I reckon it's going to be Hamilton. I think, I think he's going to be back. Um, Bottas, I think, I don't think he's going to be anywhere. I think So I think Red Bull might still keep the lead in the constructors. I think they still will be good. But I, I'm, I reckon Hamilton's back. I would have to agree with that. As much as we don't honest. want to, but yeah. As much, yeah, I would have to agree. I think it, Hamilton has to make a statement on Sunday afternoon, and hopefully, he will make that statement. And that statement will be heard loud and clear by Red Bull, and the championship battle will go on. Of course, you never know. Could, it'll, be, it'll be a Hamilton Verstappen front row, and they could take each other out at turn one. I mean that. Yeah, you never know. I, I mean, be Red Bull, I would be interested to see that. <laughs> Red Bull and Mercedes are literally on three wins each, but Red Bull have more points. They've got one hundred and seventy-four to Mercedes one hundred and forty-eight. So I think that just shows how much better Perez is compared to Bottas. Bottas is really slumped. I mean, it's it's just not. I don't know what's happened to him. Because before he'd kind of sit around the podium, even if he didn't get a podium, he'd still be up there. But now he's not. He's kind of lost his his pace. And yeah, I I feel I feel like if Mercedes don't win, Red Bull could still, as I say, they could still maintain the lead in the constructors' championship. And you never know. Hamilton might win the drivers' championship, but Red Bull could win the constructors' championship this year. Um, it'd be interesting to see. It would, of course. You say Bottas slumping away, there has been rumours, I think it was Sky Italia reporting over the course of the last week that before Silverstone Mercedes are going to be making an announcement that Valtteri Bottas will be replaced by George Russell next year, now we don't know if there's any truth in that yet but one would not be shocked to see it No, I think there's loads of people that say that George Russell and Lewis Hamilton will never be in the same team again with each other and I kind of would agree because I feel like they're both very good and I, f- I don't know I feel like it could be another Hamilton Rosberg situation if um which would be Russell... great for the sport <laughs> oh yeah it would be brilliant but Mercedes wouldn't do it so I feel like they only... I don't know it's, it's, it's really hard to predict what they're going to do of course Hamilton's going to be out of contract at the end of this year there don't seem to be any sort of rush to get a contract sorted so I don't I don't know, maybe Hamilton could be out the sport this year. Russell in, Bottas, don't know what they would do with him. Maybe keep him, I don't know, it's hard to say. I don't know, I feel like Valtteri Bottas this season, he's not had the best season. No. I think it's time for him to move on from Mercedes. And if Lewis Hamilton retires, my line-up in that team would be George Russell and Pierre Gasly. (laughs) That would be my (laughs) line-up. Is Pierre Gasly even linked with Mercedes? No. Yeah, <laughs> but he's out of contract with Alpha Tauri at the end of this season. I think. I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Maybe exactly. Of, Mercedes, at the very least, would probably have discussions with him. Um. Yeah, you never know. You could see some Mercedes drivers return, potentially Nick de Vries, Doffel van Dorn. That would you, be you, good. Nick de Vries, I think, would yeah. be good. He never properly had it, but again, again, Mercedes wouldn't put a rookie in that car. Mm, yeah, no, I don't think it would be too much of a risk for them. And Nick Dupree, um, of course, is very happy winning things in Formula E. 
Exactly, he's doing a very good job. Well, that is all we have time for today. Thank you very much for listening. We hope and we pray that it will be a good race on Sunday. If it isn't, either way, we'll be back here, at least on Monday now for the foreseeable future. Monday will be when our race review podcasts will be released. So thank you very much for listening and goodbye.